Welcome to Up the Villa podcast for our match preview slash predicted lineup. We've got a two in one for you, so sit back and enjoy this episode. If you are new, subscribe to the channel, drop the video a like, and I'll always get involved in the comment section down below. Share your teams on social media as well. So we've got a bit of a wounded animal rocking up at Villa Park, and I'm not just on about Villa. Uh, what about Arsenal as well? Um, you know, they're coming off the back of a a real big blow of losing to Manchester City in the title race. So, you know, they're going to need a bit of a reaction. But I think I'd prefer Arsenal coming as a wounded animal, as one that's in free-flowing, fine-form demolition mode. So, I think there's some things that I think we can do really well in this game, which will in turn, hopefully give us a positive result because, you know, we we do need a positive result, but also we need a performance at home. We need a really good, solid 90-minute performance because I don't think we've really had that since Unai Emery's come in. So I'm looking for some fight, aggression, desire, belief, um, and I think they're all things that I think we need to bring to this game anyway. And they're characteristics of how we're gonna we're gonna beat Arsenal. Because if you do watch Arsenal and you watch Arteta on the touchline, he mirrors the way Arsenal play. You know, they're aggressive, they they press well, they're you know, they are sort of hundred mile an hour when they are attacking. So, you know, we've got to be in their faces and be ready to stop them from playing. And, you know, we've got to be ready to do the dirty things in this game. So they're all things that I'm looking for Aston Villa to do. So Justin, how are you feeling about this game? I'm um I'm optimistic, very optimistic. Um that they're not in good form, are they? They've sort of fell apart a little bit. They've lost they've just been lucky. They lost the last four, including the loss to uh, City in the in the in the FA Cup as well. Um so they're not yeah, they are falling apart a bit. You know, the the Everton game it was the first game under Dyche, wasn't it? And they, he had them going and they couldn't... It's a bit of a strange game, that one. They've, they drew to Brentford and they've lost last night, obviously, to City when, when we watched it. Um, but I always felt that was going to happen. I, I, I don't know why. I, I said it you know, when we did our sort of half-season preview, um, review. I, I just felt they were in a false position. Uh, they have got very good players. They've been playing very, very well. So there was no real reason why I should say that. I just had a feeling that at some point they were going to go on a bad run. And I think the, the biggest factor for them at the moment is um, he's losing his Jesus, isn't it? I think that's the biggest problem. And, and that proved last night because then Ketia had two or three very, very good chances. And you would think that, that Jesus would have probably taken at least one of them. So that's a big problem for them. But they've got quality. You know, Saka's very good, isn't it? Martin, he's having a great season. They've strengthened the midfield now with uh, Jorginho from, from Chelsea. The back four, I don't think he's, he's amazing. Um, I think we can get at them if, if, if we play like we did in the second half against City, really. I think I think that's the key for me now. He's, he's getting somehow close to that 
that twenty minute spell against City in the second half where we we did really well. So that comes down to personnel as well. But I'm confident we're at home. It's an early kick off. I think they're probably slightly better atmospheres that the, the odd times. So like a, an evening kick off or an earlier kick off. I think I don't know. I think people get more up for them for some reason. So at home, a couple of dodgy results off the back of. I'm still very confident we've got the right man in charge and and we're going to be okay. And I think this is the game where we we put a really big performance in and get a result. Yeah, it feels like it, it, it's needed at home, and um, I, I feel like we'll be up for it. I mean, the, the thing is because we're coming off the back of a couple of losses. You know, we've we've got to start. You know. Just taking some games by the scruff of the neck at times, and, and we need some people to start standing up now. So we will get into Villa more when we do the predicted lineup. So let's have a little look at um, let's have a little look at Arsenal then. So uh, this graphic shows Arsenal's style of play. So uh, you know, there's a few key characteristics of what they do. Their main focus is possession of the football, a little bit like Man City, possession of the football keeping hold of the ball with their passing accuracy, penalty area entry, so that's having runners running into the box, you know, and, and final third entries as well. So that's how Arsenal play. Uh, this season so far, this graphic shows um, Arsenal's danger creation. So where where's their danger coming from? So it's coming from the right-hand side with Saka. Uh, it's also coming through the middle of the pitch as well with Odegaard. Uh, with Xhaka as well and Partey when he plays in Jorginho. And then, like I say, you can see the, the entries into the box. You know, it's it's really strong in this area. So the more green it is shows where their threats are coming from. So right-hand side, through the middle and it, into uh, the 18-yard box as well. Uh, this is how they're lined up against Manchester City. Um so, yeah, I mean, if anyone was watching the watch along, you know I'm not a fan of Tomiyasu. So, I feel, <laughs> you know, you can really get it, Tomiyasu. Are they going to bring back um, Ben White for this game? Maybe they'll put Ben White back at right back. Uh, Odegaard had a quiet game. Uh, Martinelli's, you know, he, he started the season well, but he has petered off recently. He, mm. he has gone a bit quiet. Uh, Justin makes a great point about Nketiah. Um you know, he gets a lot of chances. He gets in the right areas, but you know, he, he just can't. He can't finish, can he? And then the the, the one yeah. that stands out for me is Bukayo Saka. So I think Saka is the one. And and I, I can't remember who made this point about this, but basically they were making a point about uh, the Premier League and, and and how to win the Premier League and. The fact that Manchester City, when they've been winning the Premier League, they can rely on certain players week in, week out. And the main one is Kevin De Bruyne, you know. they How many games does he just perform? You've got Haaland who's performing. You've got Grealish now who's turning up to every game, putting in really good performances. You've got, in the past, you had David Silva, Aguero, Yaya Toure. You know, these players would turn up week in, week out. And I think the problem that Arsenal have got and had is that some of their star players don't turn up every game. So, you know, and Martinelli's not in great form at the minute. You can see Odegaard weren't at it against Man City. Saka, I think, is the one that stands out pretty much every game for me. But sometimes he's not getting goal and assist contributions. So, I think that's where they're... Issues of life this season so far. At certain point, 
moments when you really need the players to turn up, they go missing. Whereas when you look at Man City on big occasions, week in, week out, they turn up, don't they, Justin? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think, to be honest, it's a, it's a, it's it's interesting that we're playing these directly after playing Man City because we know Arteta's like a pep wannabe, isn't he? You know, like he, that's how he sets his team up. That's the way he wants to play. Like you've just highlighted on those stat, those graphics there. He is possession based. He doesn't. I'm surprised to see he doesn't rely on quick breaks. So he's not a counter attacking team. He, you know, the the number six seems to be the position. You know, on that graphic with the um, where they. Where they're they're not that the the one back with the squares on the box, that one. So you know the number six area, they're trying to dominate the ball there, which you can see. Um, they do try and get up the right hand side, and then, and then you know they're trying overloading the box, don't they? Which, like you've said, that's that's a key characteristic. He's, he's getting runners into the box, and that's a very very similar to the way Man City are playing. So when you think that we've just come off the back of playing the best team at doing that, it should give us a really good. You know, opportunity to 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 play against a team that tries to do that, but isn't as good as doing that. They're just not as good, are they? They haven't got as good players. They're not been doing it as long as City have. You know, City have got quality all over the pitch. I'm not saying Arsenal haven't got quality, but in key areas, they just haven't got the kind of quality that City possess. So, you know, it, it should be. I'm not going to say easier, but you know, it's obviously a, 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 a not as hard as a, a, to, to to play Arsenal at home as it is to play City away. Uh, but yeah, I think we've got to try and dominate that six. Uh, you know, and and it could be a tale of two strikers. To be honest, I mean, I think Ryan said last night with Enketia, he can't finish his dinner; he must be starving. Um, but Watkins is on in form, isn't he? Three and three. Um, so I, I'm quite confident we can we can try and dominate the ball in the middle. I think as you know, we, we'll get on to team selection soon. But if we can play the right team, I think he got the team selection wrong last week, and I think he also changed it a little bit too late. I would have changed at half time. Ultimately, you know, that's horses for courses because it was it was three 0 down. So, but I think going into this game, I'm really confident we can we can we can you know really get them. I think high energy is key. I think the press is very key as well and not letting them settle on the ball and try and get in any kind of routine uh, during the game and settling into it. I think we've got to get at him. Um, for me, John McGinney's key in this game. I agree. I agree. We've sort of, we've had the dress rehearsal, haven't we? Now we've got to, you know, yeah. back it up now and, and, and go out there and show where we were lacking against Man City, what we can do at home. So if you have a look at this graphic now, this is... Um, I love this graphic at the minute, the uh, the passing network. So uh, we're going to start showing this graphic a lot more for Villa as well. Um, it doesn't look like this, the one for Villa though. So yeah. I'm not going to show the one that we had against Man City. I did show it on the debrief. but So this basically shows the tale of, of how a team plays and keeps possession of the football. So the darker lines show more than five times that pass has gone into that area. The circles show who gets on the ball and, and vice versa. So you can see that the passing networks show that we're going from centre-back to centre-back to Tommy Asu. And then we're going into central midfielder of Jorginho. This was against Man City, by the way. So it's going into Jorginho. It's going into Zinchenko. And then you've got little intricate passes to Odegaard, to Saka. Uh, and then you can see that the ball was kind of starved into Nketiah. So... I think these graphics show 
the way in which a side want to play. And I think it shows that when we were saying earlier that it's going into a six, it's then going down onto the right-hand side. This graphic shows the way in which they want to play perfectly. So, you know, if you are at a Villa side setting up to come against Arsenal, you need to be stopping the ball going into uh, Jorginho. You need to be strong in the double pivot. You need to be... Ollie Watkins needs to be positioning himself to sort of cut out the passes between the centre-backs, which I think he does quite well. Um, and I think we've just got to... We've got to press really well. So I think that shows the passing network. Uh, this graphic shows their danger creation again. So it's showing that they're they're going through the middle quite a lot. And then interestingly, this shows their goals conceded this season are coming predominantly down the right-hand side. Um, and then I'm just going to show you this graphic for Villa. This is showing where Aston Villa goals are coming from this season and they are coming from quick, fire, fast breaks, which could be very important against Arsenal uh, because they are going to have a lot of the ball. So, uh, Justin, do you want to add anything on that before we go into the predicted lineup? No, I agree. I think high press is key. Getting into their six and, and the you know looking at those graphics there, you know the passing network that they're obviously very strong in that sort of triangle area with the six and the two centre halves. Uh, Jorginho obviously stepped in last night and he's key to the way they want to start playing the ball and he, he has a lot of the ball. So getting sort of the front three players, Watkins and whoever it is playing either side of him, you know, Brendia or Coutinho or Bailey or Traore or McGinn, whoever's playing there, Ramsey, they've got to be busy tomorrow uh, on Saturday. They've got to be in the faces. They've got to be high energy, get forward. I think the back four have got to make sure we push up high as well, get up on that halfway line and push them back and try and just nick the ball off them in high, you know, high up the pitch and then, and then punish them. Um, they're going to want to retain the ball. We know that. So they're not looking at those statistics. They're not going to rely on quick breaks. They're going to rely on, you know, gaining possession up the pitch, pushing us back and then just dominating the ball in our half, um, trying to open up, open us up and create chances. So we've got to make sure that we, we can counter that as best we can. Yeah, definitely. So there was a stat before the game, 18 games without Partey that only won 50. So that's now gone to 19. So it's probably below that now. So it looks like Partey is going to be out for this game as well. So good. Uh, yeah. Um, so let's have a look then uh, at how Villa are going to line up. One thing that I think we need to mention as well is is how we deal with Saka. Um, so Saka is going to be up against Moreno or Luca Dean. Um, so if you're thinking he's going to be coming up against this area here, um, I was listening to Gal Kalishi before the game and he was talking about how you deal with Saka and he mentioned not only doubling up on him, but tripling up on him. So um, I think Everton did this really well against Saka when they tripled up on him. So allowing him no space at all. So as soon as he gets on the ball, there's three players that are swamping him. So you'd be looking at uh, Moreno going in, Buendia going in, Kamara going in, and really sort of just not giving him any time on the ball. So and we've got to make sure that we do that. On the opposite side, you're going to have Martinelli or Trossard up against Cash or Young and then McGinn. So I think it's important that both of them, you know, on both sides, we do something pretty similar, to be fair. So I think it's important that we see something a little bit like that against um, Arsenal. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, keeper, pretty, pretty standard, isn't it? It's going to be Martinez in goal. Um, Justin, what do you reckon? Do you reckon Mings will be back? Hopefully. It's, it didn't sound too too bad last week. It sounded more like a bit of a knocker and they just didn't want to risk him. So I'm not hearing anything else of a long-term thing because it was a surprise to everyone, wasn't it? He started breaking yeah. the day before, rumours that he'd be out. So I think if it was a real serious injury, we'd have heard by now that he'd been out for a long time. So I think he'd be back, hopefully. Because we do miss him. and You know, we've said it, I think, last night. You don't realise how much you miss him, Mings. He's, you know, he hasn't had a lot of stick this year, to be fair. I think he's been very, very good this year. But in years gone by, he's had a lot of stick, a lot of question marks over him. But our record without him is absolutely abysmal. Um, and there's got to be a reason to that, hasn't there? Because he brings leadership, he's dominant in the air. And he's a very, he's a very, very, very good Premier League central defender. So you're going to miss him if he's not there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, touching on that, I think we've got a. We've got to mention set pieces as well. You know, I think we've got to we've got to get a bit more savvy. If, if he's not in the team, then I think someone else needs to step up and you know and 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 just dominate set pieces. Um, yeah, we miss his height, I, don't we? I, I I kind of I, I was a bit annoyed. Like I know McPhee gets a he gets a load of stick down in McPhee. <laughs> it's like what does he do? But you know, I, he, we don't predominantly can see that many goals from set pieces. So um, I do think that one we conceded against Man City was just, you know... It, just poor, wasn't it? No one... I think the runner... He lost his runner, didn't he? And, and that was it then. Yeah, so hopefully he's, he's gone back to the, the drawing board and figuring out what, what these teams do. So um, let's have a look then at uh, left-back. He's up for debate then, isn't it? Because... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I kind of, you know, I said this on the watch long, didn't I? That you know, you you look at the game that ended against Man City, and you can then kind of thinking, well, all these players that came on impacted the game. They've got to start the game, and I don't think we can look at it just like that. I think we've got to take the game into account for what it is. So, on its own merits, yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Who is the best player to defend against Saka? So, I think, is it Luke Dean or is it Moreno? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because the thing about Moreno, what we don't want to do is, is, is sort of paint him as, as an attacking, and only an attacking left-back that gets forward brilliantly. He has to be able to do the defensive side of the game. And we haven't seen enough of him yet to make a real informed decision on how good he is defensively. You know, he did make that mistake against Leicester, which led to the sort of the, the fourth goal. Um, so for me, I think because, and only because really Dean hasn't, grab that shirt. You know, ever since Moreno came in, everybody expected Moreno just to come straight into the team. Dean would be on the bench and he'd be our backup. And, and to be fair to uh, Emery, he's, he hasn't done that. He's, he's stuck with, with, with Luca Dean. He's gave him the chance to establish himself, knowing full well that there's a player on the bench ready to step in. And he hasn't done it. You know, he got took off last week. He gets taken off pretty much every game. So I think it is time now to give Moreno a, a start and, and see how he does against one of the top sort of players in that area, you know, Saka, you know, he won't come across very, very many better players in that position, defensive, having to do a defensive job than, than he will do on Saturday against Saka and still be expected to get forward and, and sort of affect the game higher up the pitch as well. So I think start Moreno and say to him, this is your job. You've got to 
you know, defend well and you've got to get forward when you can and, and do your job going forward. And this is what the Premier League is all about now. So this is why we brought you and, and, and it's time to hopefully step up and, and do that. Yeah, and it's, I think it's important, like I mentioned earlier, that, you know, it's not just Moreno defending against Saka. It's Brendia or Luis defending against Saka as yeah. well. Because it, it's not just 1v1 because... In a 1v1, Saka will eat anybody alive. He will literally just destroy them. So it's important that, like I said earlier, they come back and help. So we're going to go with Moreno. Um, so let's stick on this left-hand side then, because I think it's it's a combination that's going to have to work well. I think it's pretty obvious that Kamara and Louise are going to be in there. Uh, they're, for me, the best thing about this Villa side at the minute, the, uh, the double pivot. So... Um, let's go with Louise and Kamara then. So it would be Louise that would be coming out to this area. So this area here, I've mentioned it on previous pods before that I felt like the Brendia Luke Dean, the Brendia Moreno needs to be a bit stronger. Uh, I think it will help that they'll know that they've got a specific role to have in this game. So Justin, does Brendia keep his place on the left hand side? For me, yes, I would stick with him. Um, I don't think he wasn't great against City, but nobody was in the first half last week. And Coutinho, when he came on, did have a real good impact in the game. And I probably feel now, going towards the end of the season, that's going to be Coutinho's role coming off the bench um, and trying to sort of impact the game. So I think Buendia's the more our more long term player isn't he, because of his age. Um, yeah. Lots of rumours about what's happening with Coutinho in the summer. So I think Wendy's got to be given this role now to try and establish himself there. Um, and before the City game, he, he had a decent run, didn't he? He's got a couple of goals, a couple of assists, and he's, his overall game was improving. So I think it's at the moment it's a little bit harsh to, to just leave him out because of half a bad game um, against Man City, which you know we all know anybody can have a bad game against Man City. So... I'd stick with Buendia on Saturday uh, and try and get this, like you say, this left-hand side. Uh, it looks a nice, you know, pairing, really, doesn't it, Buendia Moreno? Because I think he does link up very well, Moreno, going down that side. And um, with Louise hopefully helping out and Mings maybe getting across. You know, I th- hopefully that, that would work better, I think. But, yeah, I'd stick with Buendia. Yeah. Yeah, and one more thing about this left-back, because he, he's an area that he's worried me. I don't want to see none of this, right? He's got to be... In and around this area. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got to be careful getting forward, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, you can't leave the back door open. No, definitely not. Right, so they've had their warning. Stay switched on. <laughs> <laughs> right, on the right-hand side then, Justin, I'll let you have this one then. Matty Young, Cash. Cash, yeah. I'd yeah. go Cash. Uh, no disrespect to Ashley Young. He's been, I can't say any more good things about Ashley Young. He's been absolutely phenomenal, but he does seem to have run out of steam in the last couple of games, which is understandable for a 37-year-old who's basically been playing week in, week out in the Premier League since we came back. So, you know, Matty Cash, again, another player that's got a little bit of a question mark over him. You know, can he can he do the role that's asked of him at Villa? His final ball's not great. He's, he's you know, he's really got to improve that. Uh, and he's probably got to slightly improve his defending as well. So it's for me, it's time for Cash to come back in and try to regain this, make this right back slot his own again, and, and turn Ashley Young back into what he is for us. He's a utility player, but you know, a very good one at that. Yeah, 
I think we can both agree that McGinn will be coming back in. Um, yeah. Energy, present, you know, the McGinn that was playing against Spurs and, the, you know, the McGinn that's played for Emory so far has been impressive. So I think, you know, we're going to need that added bite in midfield. And I think McGinn brings that. Um, so I think we've we've touched on McGinn quite a lot recently. So let's move move up the pitch then to another one, which I think we're both going to agree on. <laughs> it's going to be John Duran. Now, my thinking of having Duran in this game as well is Pep alluded to a tactic that he, he played against Arsenal that he didn't like. And he went quite long in this game, Pep, against Arsenal. And <clears throat> it was a tactic that I wanted Villa to employ against Man City, but to aim in the correct channel and the correct area to turn Man City over quickly. So we know that we score a lot of goals from fast breaks. And I just think this game's going to suit Duran. I mean, the hold-up play that I've seen so far is very good. So I think if we can aim the ball into him, his hold-up play, bring players into play. You know, the first thing he did when he came onto the pitch was win the ball back. And we basically scored after he won the ball back, gave it to Luis and Watkins finished. So... You know, this position for me is really important because it, it's so important to our team because what do we want from this player? We want this player to go and support the striker. We want this player to hug the touchline. And for me, what we're not seeing from this position so far is we also need the, this player to be coming into this area helping out a little bit more in this area. So, you know, this player has free reign all over this area of the pitch. And I think so far, for when Bailey's been playing, he's been up there. And it's just, for me, it's leaving the door open around here. And it, it just leaves us so isolated. So the fact that Arsenal are going to have a lot of the ball, we're going to need him to be there. But then on a quick fire break, be there as well. So at the minute, for me, Bailey in that position is too lightweight. So I'm asking for someone to come into this position that's going to hold it up, win the ball and be stronger. And I think at this moment in time, Duran is that player. So Duran gets his first start for me. <laughs> Roberto Duran. Um <laughs> I, I, I agree. I think um, it, I mean, we, we basically replaced uh, Ramsey and, and Bailey there. And and I look at those two and what I see more than anything else is high energy. I was, like many others, massively impressed with Duran uh, when he come on. His, his energy levels, the way he wanted the ball all the time. He was so eager. He want, You could see he wants so much to impress. And I think give him a start against Arsenal at home, and I think he would he would just this he would literally I get the feeling he would run himself into the ground. You know I think you'd have to take him off on a stretcher after sixty minutes <laughs> because he won't be able to walk. That's that's the kind of of energy I'm getting from him. And and when you add McGinn into the mix, who's also a very very similar type of personality on the pitch, very high energy, very intense, gets around the pitch, wears his heart on his sleeve. I think you're replacing two players in in in, and I'm I'm not really you know they're having different problems for me Bailey and Ramsey. Ramsey's just having a bit of a, a dip in form. 
I still think he's the, the levels he can get to are very, very high. Bailey's just an enigma, isn't he? You just don't know what you're going to get from one minute to the next, let alone one one game to the next. And again, a bit like uh, Luca Dean, I think his time's up in the first eleven. I think he has to sit on the bench now and try and come off the bench and impact a game to to win his place back. And I just I look at that I look at that midfield five there effectively. I know Duran's playing sort of more forward and. It's a really, really good five, you know. Point dear Louise, Kamara, McGinn, Duran. For what we're asking this team to do, which is high press, high energy, get in the faces, that's that's what those players will do, you know. Kamara, Louise, McGinn in that midfield work sort right, of area. You want to? Yeah, work right. Okay. That's what it is. You know, from the first minute on Saturday, almost I'm going to say daft now. Almost don't care what the result is. I want to see from the first minute to the last minute. Yeah. Whatever happens in this game, I want to see all them players putting you know ninety mile an hour in. I want to see them effective in their positions, doing everything they can to win balls back. You know, quality on the ball when they do get it back, and and ultimately Duran's in the game in that position to be to be a threat. That he needs to be a threat to Arsenal, and 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 Bailey just isn't a big enough threat now for me. Um, and, and in that little cameo, Duran showed that he's going to be a threat. He wants to shoot from almost anywhere. You know, that's the feeling I've got. Um, and he wants that goal. You know, that that if ever a tiny little snippet of of a of a game, I've watched it over and over and over again in the in the injury time when it when that ball came into Duran, his positioning was excellent, and I think that touch on his thigh to cushion the ball into, you know, to, to allow him to have that strike shows me the lad's got top, top quality. You know, that's you don't teach that. That is an instinct. The ball's come into him. He knows exactly where he is. He knows exactly what he's got to do to get a shot on target. And he executes it almost to a millimetre to perfection. So, for me, he, he, he has got a lot of ability, this kid. And he's young, he's raw, he's, and, and that's, we need to embrace his rawness and, and throw him into this team and hopefully it will infect the team. You know, play a lot of that running around and, and just doing everything. Add McGinn into the mix as well. And and I, I see it as a good a good a good pairing actually down that side. I think they could link very well, to be honest. So Amazing. yeah, I'm excited. Really Amazing. excited to see him start. You know, and I was watching PSG versus um Bayern Munich and PSG have got that young lad called Emery and uh, Bayern Munich have got that Musiala, and yeah. I think um, the Bayern Munich one. I think he's. I think he was sixteen or seventeen. No, the uh, PSG yeah. one was sixteen, seventeen, and Musiala. You know, and if you're good enough, it don't matter how old you are, does it? You know, yeah. Durant's nineteen years of age. I don't care how old he is. If he if he shows that he's got that bit about him, then he can start the game for me. So let's go Durant, and then up top we'll go Watkins and. You know, he does like a goal against Arsenal, Watkins. So um, he's, in, he's in a good patch as well, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah, he's, he's, he's in playing a really good really, really patch. well. Yeah, he's, he's definitely well. a player that, that suddenly seemed to have, um, have sort of really embraced the Emery way. And, and whatever he's done to his game, you know, the, the goals he scored, the header was great the other week, wasn't it? That finish against City, not an easy finish. No. Running into the box, he slots it really, really well. So his confidence in front of goals, obviously improving. The more you score, I mean, three and three, you know, as a striker, you should be like counting down the seconds to play on Saturday to get another chance to score. So I would back him to maybe score again on Saturday, I think. 
Yeah, I like that team then. So if we just quickly fill in the bench, don't know what happened to Olsen last game. So um, we had two youngsters on the bench, didn't we, the keepers? Yeah. Um, so you what, the have... bench will look very, very strong on, on Saturday. Yeah, with Ramsey as well. Um, yeah. You've got Dendonka. So Katie, number 23, he, he, must be, he must be injured, mustn't he? Yeah. Chambers as well. Ashley yeah. Young. Yeah, so that look that Ben looks like I've got, got Coutinho. Uh maybe Troy um, White's back, do you reckon? Uh, who else is left? Conson, Martinez, Mings, Louise, Dean, Moreno, Chambers, Young, Dean. Yeah, possibly. If he's back, yeah, I think he was more pretty close, wasn't he? I mean, so with a with a fully fit bench there, you've got Ramsey coming off, then Donker if the game's going well, Bailey, Coutinho. Chambers, Young, Troyore, Luke Dean, Olsen. Not not too bad, is it, with full, full strength no, Very good bench, yeah. yeah. So I think this is our lineup, then, Villa fans. This is what we're going with. Um, we'll leave it there for this episode, then. So hopefully you've all enjoyed it. If you have, drop the video a like, subscribe if you're new. Score prediction. Oh, tough one. I'm going to go... You never back an early kickoff, do you? So you'd you'd initially you'd go Arsenal. So um, let's go. I'm gonna go. This would be a really good result, in my opinion. One-one. Justin, I'm going for the usual early kickoff coupon buster. <laughs> Villa to win three-one ruins oh. everyone's ackers. Ruins everyone's ackers early on a Saturday. Everyone's oh, throwing their slips God. away. At two and half two, they're all having to rush down the bookies and do another hacker because Villa have knackered them up by beating <laughs> Arsenal. Love it. Right, so we'll be back tomorrow with press conference reaction here in the thoughts of Unai. So cheers, Unai. everyone. Up the Villa. Unai. Up the Villa.